All right, folks, welcome back to the Be the Bright podcast presented by Ridge Supply. My name is Matt Hawkins. I'm the owner of Ridge Supply. I'm here with Jordan Spoon, who's the man behind our Ridge Supply Instagram account for Arsenal, which is our ambassador group. We're here with our special guest, Dylan Johnson. This is our third episode with Dylan. Uh, Dylan is a three-time NUE mountain bike uh, national champion and also um, a coach. He's got his own coaching business, and he's got a great YouTube channel that has scientific-based cycling specific video content um, and we're diving into um, back into the YouTube game and the coaching game on this episode so uh, Jordan welcome back and Dylan thanks for being here yeah thank you all right so so we've we've covered we've covered uh, some of the cycling background we've covered some of the YouTube game and um, one thing that one thing I wanted to co- uh, cover with you is like and I was mentioning this earlier is like the self-promotion aspect of this is kind of awkward. Um, and you strike me as somebody like, and I mean this in the best possible way, but like, you're kind of nerdy, you know? And I like that. Like, I mean, you, you, you dot, you like the way you said you, you research what, what to do with YouTube, um, before you ever even did it, you know? And when you put that much thought and time and energy into it, um, I feel like you're busting at the seams on time, you know, mm-hmm. um, what, how do you, how do you compartmentalize YouTube life, training life, coaching life and racing life all at the same, you know what I mean? Like, how do you get it in? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think the majority of my income comes from coaching. And then I also have income from racing and I have income from YouTube. I would say that both of those are secondary. Um, the, I keep my coaching load fairly low. I mean, when I worked at CTS, there were coaches that had 60 athletes. I keep my athlete load around 15, just so that I am not overwhelmed. Um, And 15 is very manageable. It's, it's something that, you know, I can, I can get on a phone call with all 15 of my athletes on Monday, have a training plan ready for them. And it's not going to eat up a ton of my week. Right. Um, is everybody daily or do you have different? I, I just have, so I just have one level coaching package, which yeah. is basically the highest level because, because I'm only taking 15 clients that they're, they're all, they're all the one level. I mean, right. if I, if I, if I was trying to get more clients, I, I think I'd offer lower levels, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm limited in time. So got it. Um, and then as far you know, I, I try to do one YouTube video a week. It doesn't always happen with racing or training or whatever, but, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, one YouTube video could be, depending on how much research I have to do, could be, you know, 10 to 15 hours of work total. Yeah. Um, Crazy. You know, it, uh, researching takes, takes a day, uh, writing the script takes, takes a day and then filming and editing takes another day. So, and you do all of it yourself. Mm-hmm. I actually, so I do, I do probably 95% of it myself. I do have someone who does research for me in exchange for coaching. Um, okay. Yeah. That, that's that's great. Cause it's, you know, it's providing you some, right. some f- fuel for the fire. Yeah. So, so he'll, he'll do, 
he'll research probably one topic a month. So, um, and I haven't, I haven't done a video on every single topic he's researched for me, but you know, it, it lightens the load a little bit because every once in a while, if I'm, you know, really trying to get a video out in a short amount of time, I'll, I'll be like, okay, I'll go to one of the topics he's already researched. So I don't have to spend a full day doing that. Yeah. Um, and then as you know, and then training, I mean, I, I probably train 20 to 25 hours a week on average. There's some weeks that are more than that. So. I love that. We, we were just, um, do you know Charlie Brown? Do you know who he is? Uh, I've Char- heard of him. I don't know yeah, him well. So Char- Charlie was out here um, and we, we trained together for like a week and he just casually said that, you know, he, his low week is like 18 hours and I just couldn't believe it and then I I know you ride a lot so 20 to 25 just casually 20 to 25 no big deal we'll just squeeze that in I was happy if I got like a 12 hour weekend when I was riding a lot that was a that was a busy week I've got three kids in a a small business that I got to run and plus I'm a you know I'm a YouTube star now I mean we've got like (laughs) 65 or 70 subscribers so tell us about YouTube and how how do you make money with YouTube how does that how does that work? Yeah, so anybody who watches YouTube probably realizes that there's advertisements before almost every YouTube video you watch. When those advertisements play, um, 50% of that ad revenue goes to YouTube and 50% goes to the creator. And honestly, I think it is whoever came up with that model at YouTube is an absolute genius because it incentivizes people to make content. Yeah. You know, unlike Instagram, where you just post a photo, I mean, that's not so hard. Making videos is a lot of work. And if people didn't have that incentive to make the videos, you know, YouTube wouldn't be the platform that it is. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's how, that's how you make money on YouTube. Those, the, all those advertisements you see in front of a video, the creator is making some of the money from that, that advertisement. Um, when you have a small channel, it's not a lot of money. Um, but some of those really big channels that you see with millions of subscribers and millions of views, yeah, those people are are making a healthy living off of yeah. YouTube. Uh, well, that, I mean, that's something for us to look forward to, Jordan. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get there. Um, <laughs> so I, I think it's. I just, dude, I got a lot of respect for what you're doing. I think people underestimate it. Um, most people with, and I'm going to just make a bold statement here, but most people with your cycling talent are just riding bikes, you know? And, um, and, and I admire the fact that you're hustling multiple angles, that you're doing it all yourself. Um, And it's, you know, that is rewarding. Even if, even if you're not necessarily like, you know, like you said, like uh, millions of subscribers making millions of dollars. Um, it's a full life and you're in control of it. And I think that's a pretty cool way to be, you know? Um, so I, I know it's going to get better for you. Do, do you think the coaching is going to, are you going to expand that with other people? Like set up a network? Or? Yeah, I've been asked about this a lot because I turn down clients. So if you're turning down clients, you're doing something wrong. You should probably expand, right? Um, yeah. But um, I don't know, it's something that I thought about a lot. I didn't really get into coaching to be, to like start managing people 
Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not really what I'm into. So I think that, uh, it, you know, I, if I was like, uh, if I was like Chris Carmichael, basically like the CEO of, uh, you know, all this, this big training company with all these coaches, I, I'd, uh, maybe, maybe when I'm like 50, my attitude is going to completely change on this. It, it definitely could, but I, uh, that doesn't seem like it'd be super fun to me. Yeah. I mean, and I've, of course, don't want to project anything on you, but like, that's the right thought because managing people is the worst. Um, I've done it my whole career and now I don't manage anybody. And there's such a, there's such a piece in that because also too, when something goes wrong, you go look in the mirror, you fix it. Or if you don't want to do it, you just don't do it. And like you said, you're turning people away. But part of the reason you're turning people away is that you're doing enough for what you want to do and need to do, right? Like you're not going to magically work seven days a week, 24 hours a day, just so you can support all the people that want to be coached, you know, eventually like, it is what it is and it fits in, you know, you've carved out that much of your time and that's what you're dedicating to it. And it's paying for itself in a way. And so, you know, and it helps sort of feed the other stuff. So don't try to be, don't try, you know, like there's other coaching models around you, which you know, and they're successful companies, but they're basically like, you know, people managing like times 20 and whew. And I think there's something to be said when you keep it small, because I've had coaches over the years that, you know, when you work with them for a little while, they're, they're kind of, they're so busy. It's some of those people who're talking about have 60, it's like, it's impossible to get in touch with them or, you know, you get yeah. really these kind of drag and drop training plans and right. it really, you know, what are you paying for at that point? And you don't get to know the people very yeah. well that way either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one of the cool things about keeping it small like that. Right. And it's definitely something that you can do when you only have 15 athletes. I mean, if you have 60, it's, you know, you can't, you can't get to know any of your athletes. I mean, with the athletes that I coach, I talk, I talk to all of them on the phone weekly. um, And if they send me a text, I respond as soon as I can. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. I try to be really responsive with, with the athletes that I, that I do coach. Yeah. And you want to get what you pay for if you're an athlete too, you know, like, um, and access is, is huge. Yeah. Um, especially like if you have a bad day or you didn't hit the workout or whatever it is. Um, right. I remember I got a buddy who, who used to work with CTS who I'm sure, you know, Dylan, but he, he, he one time was out on a ride, uh, with us and, um, things got spirited for like one segment uh, you know, and he wasn't supposed to be doing that. And when he, uh, when he got back and uploaded his ride, um, he heard, he heard from his coach at CTS. And basically what he said was, if you do that again, I'm not coaching you. Um, and he was like, I got the message, you know? And so, uh, it was like, follow the plan or, or, or why are you paying for a coach? You know? And so, and that, and I, that seems harsh, but he was the kind, he's the kind of guy who he needed to hear that because um, that's what he, he was paying to train. And, and, you know, so. If I'm not you, nearly, I'm not nearly that harsh. I, I have, uh, <laughs> when people, honestly, I think that might be my biggest weakness as a coach is that when people do something wrong, I have a hard time telling them they did something wrong. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, what I mean, you know, that much like the YouTube life, you get better at stuff and you learn and, you know, right. or you let them, yeah. you know, maybe that's the deal is you say, Hey, you, if you're going to do what you're going to do, that's fine. But this is the prescribed yeah, course. There's also a little bit too of letting them go out and have a little bit of fun. And cause sometimes when you get too structured with stuff, then it's like, it kind of mm -hmm. kills a little bit that for some people. So letting them get out there and, you know, play and get a little spirited. Yeah. How do you, how do you train? Do you have a coach? I coach myself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I honestly, I don't think that, uh, and this is, this is probably weird coming from somebody who is a coach who that's how they make their living. But I don't think that I would want a coach. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, and I, I think there's a kind of person that this works for, and I, and I don't think it's most people, but if you're the kind of person who is very disciplined about your training, you don't need, you don't need somebody in the background telling you to train. You just automatically do it yourself. Right. Um, and on top of that, you are willing to do the research as you know, what, what the correct training is. Those, those two things, if you're willing to do both those things, you're probably going to get less out of a coach yeah. than somebody who, who doesn't have the time to do the research or the interest to do the research and somebody who needs somebody else in the background to keep them accountable, which honestly, there are a lot of people who they know what to do for proper training, but if they don't have that person telling them what to do, they're not going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And accountability coaching is probably 85% of the game, mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. um well dylan our 15 minutes is up dude we're crushing it um this is the end of episode 25 we think uh mm -hmm. thank you to, to dylan johnson for being here with us and jordan as well if you need to subscribe it's down here and next video is over this way please subscribe to our channel we're coming after dylan's whatever his count is we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be there because i want to start making some money on youtube um and uh, thank you all for being here with us on the Be The Bright podcast. We're going to be back with a special guest for the next episode, and we look forward to seeing you all there. Thanks, guys. Thanks.